Good evening, everyone. This is episode uh, 34 up to of So What's Been Happening. Sorry about this. A little bit of uh, technical glitches to start the start the evening. Berkey, we could hear you, mate. I know you couldn't hear us, mate. So apologies, mate. Well, you hadn't even gone live yet. We we're just doing some testing. Um, we'll bring Berkey back on in a minute, but super excited about uh, our guest tonight. Um, I will bring him up shortly, but let's try again quickly with Berkey. G'day, Berkey. How are you, mate? Good evening, viewers. Can you it looks hear like it's just me for the moment. Welcome to uh, our little show, So What's Been Happening. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be have Aaron and Kaz on soon and our special guest. Folks, I just wanted to start on a bit of a uh, sombre note. Our little place of uh, St Andrews, lovely little town, holds just a pub and a, uh, and a general store. We've had a bit of a tumultuous time in the last week. Some of this near and dear to us. Uh, young Jordan Close, uh, you, you'd go into the pub. The first time I met Jordan was uh, when she was 20 and I walked in and uh, she was just playing the normal rubbish music over the loudspeakers and I said, can you just put on something that you like? And um, she put on Jason Isbell and I was blown away that a 20-year-old would would be playing Jason Isbell. A couple of, uh, we played, she played a few songs over the speakers and I said, why don't you, why don't you try this guy? Try, um... Try a guy called Brian Adams. She's going, bugger off. Brian Adams can't stand Brian Adams. I said, no, Ryan Adams. And uh, it started a bit of a love affair. She she loved uh, she loved Ryan Adams, and uh, we spoke. You know, we found people like um, uh, uh, Israel Nash and uh, you know Los Ragos and uh, Raised by Eagles, all those guys. And we had a bit of a connection with music and she connected with with my son and she connected with my daughter and we, we didn't know until after the fact she was driving home on friday night after a shift at the at the local pub and um she she lost control of her car and went down an embankment and she um she passed away so tonight uh tonight's show is going to be for the beautiful young lady she is she used to do the gig guides at the pub and she loved her. that was her bit of creativity for the week well for at the on show at the pub Wonderful, uh, wonderful young lady. Always a smile and always a, um, always a, always a great song that we could pick up on. But she was great to everyone. Um, she's going to be sadly missed. The pub and the community won't be the same without her. So Jordan, lots of love, darling. Um, so the show is dedicated to to young Jordan tonight. Uh, we're having some technical issues trying to get cousin, the main man Aaron, who pushes all the switches. Uh, he's yeah, struggling a bit tonight, so I'm not sure exactly what's happening. Uh, but uh, tonight's going to be tonight's going to be a big show for us. Uh, we've had we've had some wonderful artists, some wonderful sports people over the over the journey, and uh, just going to carry on tonight with our with our featured artists. So uh, hopefully, Aaron will be with us soon and and run things as he does. Uh, this. Our featured artists this evening. Yeah, well, I'll just say a little bit about the show. We started this in lockdown, and uh, it was just more of a boys getting together and just saying, you know, what's happening, what has been happening, and we talk about um, talk about the good things that have been happening and the bad things that have been happening, and and um, it's really been a been really beneficial to me, and hopefully it has been to a lot of people out there as well. Uh, we, we've had sports people. We've had some. Wonderful, wonderful and talented sports people and inspirational people. And uh, our musical guests have been superb. They usually come on and um, they give us a tune and 
we give a push and talk about shows that are coming up and the like. And tonight's going to be no different. Uh, we've gone, well, Aaron has gone straight to the top and uh, a man that's probably the busiest man in in Melbourne at the moment. He's uh, You see him everywhere. He's uh, I, first, I first met him uh, probably 20 years ago, 25 years ago, um, playing in different bands and the like. I remember seeing him. He was playing guitar in a band fronted by Francis Leach, uh, the the uh, the broadcaster, and um, I thought, Gee, what's he getting himself into? This this ginger headed lad, and I'm uh, I'm wearing a bit of a you have to pan down a bit. I've got the old the cherry massive in the in the Kiss uh, in the Kiss logo, and yeah, I know this uh, this guy's a bit of a Kiss fan. We've spoken about Kiss and Led Zeppelin and stuff lots of times, and I know he when when he was a young bloke. Uh, used to just get out his guitar and just just play stuff, and um, you know the the bands that he liked at school, no one else did. I was a bit the same, a uh, bit of a weirdo on that front. No, I liked uh, you know Frank Zappa and all that all that sort of stuff, and a bit of free jazz and a bit of bat bat bat, you know, a bit of bit of slap bass and thing. But uh, hopefully we can uh, we can get on shortly and and um, and call up our our special guest. Now, especially you can probably see from the setup behind me here, my my darling daughter set up a few of a uh, few of this guy's a uh, few of this guy's albums. They've been playing. Uh, no surprise, it's 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 the wonderful Ashley freaking Naylor. Um, he's been he's played for bands for years and years, and uh, he's just a, a doyen of Australian music now. So much so that um, you know, with with his with his mates in even his brothers in even they've been playing for 25 years and they're just getting better and better we saw them at um we saw them at boogie festival and it was boiling hot it was <laughs> the summer was, it was only a couple of months ago but it was boiling hot and dusty and uh, ash was a rock god he, he just got up there he, he, they only played a 50 minute set but it was one of the best set, uh, best sets they've done and they're, they're just growing you know usually after you know three or four albums you start to think, oh, yeah, I love that band, but, geez, you know, they were great. You know, I love their old stuff, but uh, these guys are just getting better and better. And I say that with a, I say that honestly, um, and they're playing, they're tighter than ever, and Maddie and, and Wally on, on bass just keep it going, and Ash is playing rhythm, and he's playing lead and singing and just going far out. You know, this guy's just a just a bloody genius. We saw him do the, um, we saw him do the Bowie show a while back, and uh, it was just phenomenal. He was a, um, he just killed it. He, he did, he did everything. He did the Ronson and the Bowie, and uh, just kicked into the backside. Uh, he's done the, he's doing the Beatles thing, and he's, do, I think he's doing the Stones thing that's coming up as well. Um, but he's, he can just play anything. You know, he's, he's a human jukebox. We were lucky enough to have my, my daughter Emma when, when she was eighteen. We were lucky enough to have uh, Ash play a, a, a gig for her. At uh, the Richmond, at the Richmond uh, Library, held about a hundred people. We had about hundred and twenty sandwiched in. It was obviously pre-COVID because you're not allowed to do that anymore. We we won't be able to again now. Things are starting to open up, which is great. Which is, we're really loving that that our artists can start to get paid again and start and get back to the you know, the newish normal or what was normal with more people getting in, so artists can hopefully make some money again. Uh, the guys were doing. We were lucky enough to get also to get into Cherry Bar during lockdown as a, uh, I was an, a, 
and then an assistant sound recordist apparently. And there's only uh, six people there, and and uh, and and we saw the guys just rock through the city, and they they played for an hour and a bit, and it was just phenomenal. It was a great fill up during COVID that you get out there and see some of your favourite artists still. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm just wrapped to have um, that Ash has been good enough to to join us, or hopefully to join us. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get through at the moment, folks, and have the great man on stage. No, on stage, but he's on, he's going to be on his home stage and play us a couple of tunes, obviously, and he might get to know a little bit more about Ashley and what he's up to and what's coming up for him. Uh, All right. Sorry about that, guys. Berkey doesn't realise that uh, he seems to be the only one that he can see himself. Um, I'm not really sure exactly, guys, what's happening. But without further ado, Berkey's uh, given the long-winded intro, which was fantastic. But let me bring on Ash because I know Ash can hear me. Let's get this party started and uh, bring on the great Ashley Naylor. How are you, Ash? Good, thanks, mate. How are you going? Good, mate. Sorry about that. We've absolutely gone to the top with our talent, so um, I really appreciate you being patient, mate. But for, for one, sorry, reason, mate. One, one reason or not, I'm really not sure, but Berkey can hear us, see us, uh, but can't. he's the only one that can see himself in the camera, which is very unlike Berkey to uh, take the limelight. So without further ado... Uh, Ash, welcome again to the show, um, and we might get you to uh, play the first song, and then we'll have a chat to the boys. No worries, mate. I'll, I'll play one for Berkey and all his friends up in um, up the pub. Thank you. 
It's gone on to a better road for me. It's a better road for you. A better road for me. It's a better road. Absolutely beautiful, Ash. Um, I'll just bring on a couple of the boys for a chat. How are we, Cuz? Lovey? Mr. Ashley Naylor. Hey, Ash. Great to have you on, mate. Ash, great to meet you, mate. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah not bad. Not bad. Comfort of your own home outside, away from the cold. Can't complain. Well, <laughs> the feet are cold, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. The extremities... It's all part of aging, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, so. I think <laughs> I've got a few years on all years. I'm pretty happy with that. So that, that's a good start. That'll do. Very good start. Are you in Sydney or Melbourne right now, Ash? Sorry. I'm in Melbourne, mate. Yeah. You're in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Free, you feel freezing like my extremities off. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool. Sure is a little bit fresh. That's for sure, Ash. So once again, Ash, thanks for joining us. Um, Berkey will jump back on in a second. And... and Interestingly enough, mate, you can you can back it in. You were the one that was worried about the technical component, and we've made an absolute meal of this for sure. <laughs> so it's, it's we've uh, we've had weird internet connections in different parts of Melbourne, and we've all been in different parts. Now we're all kind of fairly local inside Melbourne, and we can't even get a connection to your house properly. So uh, apologise for that. Berkey's uh, obviously St Andrew's way. Um, look, we'll do what we do, mate, which isn't isn't much. We'll let you do what you do, and we'll obviously have a chat a little bit more. But once again, thanks for joining us, mate. It's my absolute pleasure. Yeah, I was a bit worried about the tech side of it, and I still am, to be honest. So hopefully I've got enough juice in my battery. <laughs> you don't change anything at your end, Ash, and we'll be good, mate. We're perfect. Right. We're coming through perfect. And just to let you know, you're coming through perfect. A couple just of friends of ours have, uh, couple of friends of ours are jumping on and, and posting mm. comments. So... Miriam, that we know well, she's singing along at home. Keith Clarenbold, he's jumped on and said g'day. Um, so Dave Cosmer, another good mate of ours in the show. They're all uh, they're all into and hearing hearing you loud and clear, Ash. So once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for saying hi, folks out there in um, internet land. Thank you for saying hello. I haven't done one of these for about a year, I think. Um, these live things, they freak me out. Um, yeah, to to spin out. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's just start there, Ash. Well, what do you? Obviously, you're not a you're not a massive fan of that, which is incredible, given your technical prowess in the music music world. Now, live streams aren't for everyone. Um, there was obviously a big one that came across during uh, the lockdown period called Isolate, um, which brought so many artists across um, that I hadn't heard of and local artists, and then it started to go a little bit more international and. They got it 30 or 40 uh, versions of Isolate, which was awesome early. But yeah. it was very touch and go in relation to quality of audio and things like that come through. So I don't know. What's your thoughts? Obviously, being a perfectionist yourself a little bit, Ash, um, not, not a big fan of, of that that side of things. I'm, I'm a fan of the medium. I'm just not – I don't back my own um, skills in, in making it work. Like, you know, I'll probably be upside down and 
in mirror image and in yeah. portrait ornamental landscape, but it's it's sort of at odds with um, my instincts because I'm a pretty low tech person, truth be told. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, this is a, this is a thrill. It's a thrill to actually have this thing work tonight. So thank you for all your guidance, Aaron. No, no problem. I mean, it's just I enjoyed, yeah, I loved isolating. Get it together. <laughs> no, it's fine, mate. Like you know, it, it's it's it's. It's uh, doesn't you know it's only a little technical thing. It's it's nothing in the big scheme of things, is it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed. Um, I, I enjoyed the fact that we got a chance to play music last year. Like we did a live stream from Cherry, and we we did um, we did um, one in April last year, delivered live, and we did I, I did isolate solo. I mean, I, I sort of started to get my head around it, um, but. You know, thankfully things opened up again around November. So, um, yeah, it's just because I'm a low tech person. It's it's not that I have a disdain for technology. I just I have a limit. Like this, I said to someone the other day, my brain's like a series of canals, and you know those things that shut. You know, if there's too much tech, then the, the canal just shuts in my brain. You know. I tell you what, Ash, you're missing absolutely nothing at all. Trust me. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got three kids of my own, and they just can't get enough of the stuff. But it's just it clogs their head half the time. Like you can't even talk to them. So I think <laughs> if you've got a clear head. If you've got a clear head without the tech in it, that's I reckon you're going okay. Wouldn't worry oh, about yeah, that too much. Thanks, mate. You just got to find the balance, don't you, with everything, really? Oh yeah. Yep, and mate. Correct. It's wonderful to hear you in this format. I've been lucky enough to see you, um, as it, with even and also with the the marshmallow overcoat and mate to hear you like this it's amazing so mate we're honored to have you on board mate and really oh, thanks man thanks thanks for the invite I, I, like you know i i accept these things reluctantly knowing that i'm it's a bit fraught technologically but um in terms of having the chance to play music and chat with you you folks and give the band a plug it's it's a it's a real um it's a thrill because we don't take it for granted you know like um we, we're not blase about these opportunities put it that way yep yeah absolutely no. um let, let's kick back a little bit ash to kind of where when music first started to grip you uh as a youngster what kind of age were you and what what was it that really got you first that you re, that you remember um i'm pretty sure it was the suite the band the suite <laughs> um and on countdown i just remember mick tucker's hair I just thought that's the coolest haircut in the world, and <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, trying to emulate his hair. I guess I've been trying to emulate his hair for fifty-one years, but um, <laughs> Brian Connolly and Steve Priest and Andy Scott, like the sweet man, what a what a band! Like they're just an incredible band, and I guess they're probably their musicianship might have been. I, I don't know if it was overlooked. It might have been overlooked, given that they were sort of like a teeny bopper band, but they were an absolute powerhouse rock group the sweet so fox on the run was the first single um my brother and i've shared and um ego is not a dirty word by skyhooks which and i what understand was it, what I, was it specifically ash was it kind of lyric driven that you kind of remember the the you know the punchy choruses or was it the guitar like what really gripped you that you remember with fox on the run like everything about that song is just perfect like there's n there's no flab there's no there's nothing questionable about it you know like it's just from the first synthesizer the oscillating synth to the last beat it's just it's just like perfection and i think i've probably um 
in some way, in some bizarre way, probably uh, judge everything against that, you know, since I was five years old. Because <laughs> yeah. um, just everything about that single is just, um, in, in for the kind of music that I kind of grew up on, is just like the highest benchmark. Yep. And so, then I, I, you know, what age did you pick up the guitar, Ash? Where, where did that start? Um, probably around nine or ten, I think, when Kiss were kind of popular, and um, I was just trying to—I was trying to teach myself Kiss songs. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I picked it up a bit earlier, probably at school, and um, um, some the nuns at school gave us guitar lessons, and I, I remember playing some chords to my mum on the phone when I got home from school. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but, yeah. It's just one of those things if you I just I don't know, it's just I had an affinity with it at an early age and um it just never ceases to intrigue me. Like you know, I watch a Johnny Ma YouTube clip and watch how he plays a Smith song and it's just like I'm just completely um absorbed in, in, in how people make, make things happen on the guitar, you know, and um I've been on a quest I think probably since childhood to to try and create um, meaningful guitar parts. <laughs> However well, no, simple. One thing, one thing you do incredibly well is is tie things together, um, especially in your solos, and then you you go off on your little journeys through uh, both in Even and also um, in Marshmallow Overcoat, uh, two of your much-loved bands. Um, but I know when you, when you get your chance to do you solo and give the five minutes of ash ash love. Um, it's incredible, man. Um, from you know uh, what you mix in there. Um, just please keep doing that self indulgence as much oh, as possible. You. We and love very it. Very kind. So many other even fans. Thank you. You're really kind. I know that I don't. And it's not to everyone's tastes, you know, because um, sure. In my mind, in my heart, I've 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 kind of got a lot of um, guitarists at war with each other, you know. <laughs> I've got the kind of finger-picking folky guitarist on one side, then the shreddy Dave Gilmore kind of Jimmy Page angel on the other shoulder, you know. So it's like if that can all coexist, then I'm happy. Um, and I, I figure, you know, it's, it's such a finite, finite window of opportunity to play music when you're alive. You might as well just make the most of every every chance to do it. And if that means shredding out or just going nuts, then I'm just going to do it. Like... Um, I haven't told many people this, but I had an epiphany in about 2004. I saw Prince at Rod Laver, and um, around the same time that year, I broke my little finger on the beach, <laughs> and playing playing footy, of course, on the beach, and um, made a bit of a pact with myself to to get more well, first get my finger better, and just to start, just be more free, <laughs> just, just be more free with the music and play more solos and just just do it because I think maybe coming up through the indie ranks, you might have been a bit shy about playing solos um so it was great people like jay mascus and dave navarro um kind of liberated a lot of the indie mentality of it's okay to play guitar solos you know so from 2004 onwards i just thought stuff it i'm just going to go for it um and yeah so thank you for uh <laughs> thank you for encouraging me uh well i can tell you anyone anyone that's been to one of your gigs ash um will all testify that an Ash guitar solo is 50% of the reason they come. 
well, you, tell you, you now. Very kind. Yeah, um, you might be you might be um, relieved to know that the new Even album is going to be. Um, I've described it as a bunch of guitar solos with a few th- a few songs thrown around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So um, hopefully, I'll stick true to that. <laughs> Uh, Lovey, so, question for you, just, mate. Yeah, mate. I, I um, I just want to go back to that a bit of self-indulging. So, I had a choice back at school myself. Well, I didn't have a choice. Uh, I was sort of guided by my school that you, you, if you want to learn an instrument in life, you go through lessons. You have to have lessons, 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 lessons. Now, did you go through? First of all, you said that your your school, the nuns, sort of helped you pick up the guitar and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. You, have you, are you pretty much self-taught, though? Because I feel like I've missed an opportunity by listening too much to my teachers, and therefore I went, no. Nah. How, how, how have you learned the guitar over these 40 years or so? Like, how have um, you evolved your skills? Well, um, firstly, thank you for um, your endorsement of the skill set that I may or may not have. But um, I think for me it's just listening to records. Like I played along to records when I was a teenager. Um, yeah. uh, I think that's the, the best education. Like, um, we didn't have tab, we didn't have tablature or YouTube clips growing up. So you really no. had to knuckle down and, and sometimes I think I might've spent too much, too much time trying to learn other people's songs <laughs> and then have neglected my own songs. But that's easy to say, looking, looking back, you know, but, um, yeah. also did, uh, just finding what you like and, and learning learning that technique you know like um some sometimes lessons are good i, I didn't really have any formal lessons because I, I sort of think that the, the style of music that i was into and am into is not something you can really be taught you you kind of um just develop skills over time you know um just just techniques you know just little techniques that yeah. make your playing unique to yourself you know i it's interesting when someone shows you one of their wrists and you try and play it and it doesn't come out right because y- your fingers are a different shape or you, just the way you hold the pick's different, you know? Like, um, yeah, yeah. it all gets down to these little nuances and I think that's more of a testament to sticking to your own style. Um, I think a lot of the great guitarists are, are people who are quite idiosyncratic and unique, you know? Um, people like Jimmy Page and Johnny Marr and Neil Young, those kind of people just... Um, have different different degrees of technicality, but I think a lot of them are self-taught. You know, I don't, I don't know how how many lessons any of those people had, but um, yeah, well, my, my, old, my old man when he was around, he used to say to me, "If you're going to learn the guitar, am I back, back in the show?" Yes, back in the Ash Berkey back here again, mate. Hey, Berkey, <laughs> sorry about the technical uh, flaws there, early, but. Uh, right, I'm not man. sure what I, I'm not sure what I've missed and <laughs> what I've got. So, I I don't want to ask a, a question. Yacht rock. How much percentage wise? How much are better are people that you like yacht rock than don't like yacht rock? <sighs> yacht rock. But would they be Would they be three hundred times better than? Would you think? People who like yacht rock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you classify Boss Gags as Yacht Rock? <laughs> of course. He's the yeah. king of Yacht Rock. Michael McDonald, Philly Dan, Christopher Cross. You've come in on quite a tangent there, Berkey. I um, heard um, 
Well, I'm going to show my age now, but I'm just absolutely thrashing Magic 1278, and um, they play quite a bit of Boz on 1278, and <clears throat> I marvel at those recordings. It's like it's. I said to someone today, um, there was a Boz Skag loop on some playlist, some had a hip playlist. There was a, a loop of um, a Boz Skag's track, and it's like at some point in the mid 70s, a lot of these rockers decided, I just want to get smooth. You know, they just want to go smooth. Yep. And all yep, that yacht yep. rock stuff is, it's like at what point did they bevel off all the edges and just become smooth? <laughs> you know, like the, the Doobie Brothers. Look at the Doobies. They were like kick-ass yeah. powerhouse oh, yeah. stadium sort of rock band. They turned into something else, which was still great, but it was just like smoothing off and um, everything sort of being round, round edges and not you're, being you're probably, with, uh, you're probably a bit young, Ash, for the, uh, for the hairbrush and the – and the fan with Roger Baduris, is that better uh, get used perfect. to it? Is that absolutely, man? We had that single at home, yeah. <laughs> nice jumper. I think he had a nice V-neck jumper on in the clip too, from memory. Yeah, he did too. Yeah, a red one or a pink one. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was not. Nice. Yeah, it was. A, it was a comfy look. I tell you, it's a comfy look. The old V-neck. <laughs> I was going for it back in those days. What's that, man? I was going for it back in those days. I was going for that look. Yeah, it was a good look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. What's um coming up for you, mate? What's you, I know you've got a lot of stuff on you. The, the Australia's busiest bloke, um, gig wise. So what is what is it coming up? Um, well, we've got a little. I've got a little uh, matinee show with the Marshmallow Overcoat this Sunday. Uh, we'll be there. Yeah, that's going to be a nice um, one thirty till four pm. Oh, that's a nice little plug. Hey. Um, and then we've got a little. We're going to uh, even doing a little tour of Melbourne. Can't wait. Like is that four, that's the four days Australia yeah. weekend. Wow, that's amazing! Look at that. You guys are all over it. Ah, just just um, that's why we yeah, need main man Aaron in there, mate. But yeah, that's going to be big. That's going to be a big one. Four shows in four days. Yeah, Maddie Cotter did that poster, by the way. Ah, he's a ripper. He's, he's an absolute gem, man. Um, man of many talents, isn't he? He is. Um, yeah. So Wally had this idea a few months ago. Why don't we just do like? A run of shows in June, and I thought, yeah, that looks like a, a good time to do it. And we all sort of put our heads together, and Wally got all these venues in line, lined them all up, and um, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a little tour like they would have done in the '80s. Like bands used to do four shows in their hometown. Mm. Um, oh, so yeah. I guess one of the upsides of, of the COVID, um, you know, kind of fallout for want of a better word, is uh, the venues at limited capacity. Logistically, it's, it, it does make sense to do a couple of shows um, at smaller venues, like we did with the corner. We did um, four shows in two days. Yeah, that was on that was stage. unbelievable. Yeah, on this occasion, we're doing um, four shows at, at four separate venues with um, special um, guest artists on each show: um, Freya, Josephine, Holick, Imperial yeah. Leather, Megan Make, and FBT. It's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun because even uh, don't really tour as such anymore because it's hard to sort of string more than one or two shows together. Um, but to do four shows in a row, we, we'll, um, we'll feel like we're on tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a couple of TV sets out the window and things like that. That's how it happens. Yeah, now, I wonder how fun we're going. Missed, uh, <laughs> the guys must have covered how you, got your, how you started and all that sort of stuff, Ash, but... Um, yeah. So um, musical influences and all that's no doubt been covered. But I, I just wanted to ask, 
kiss kiss were kiss were big. Did you do all the face painting and all that sort of stuff? And absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it wasn't just me. Yeah, right. No, we did it. We did it. I remember once we gave uh, we did a concert in the backyard of our joint uh, to my nana. She was the only audience member. My nan. <laughs> we mimed we mimed to a couple of songs, and I think we had two Paul Stanleys that day. It was a bit awkward. <laughs> never, never enough Paul Stanleys. Believe me, I love Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I mean, Ace was my man, and 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 Ace, um, he was one of the reasons I fell in love with rock and roll guitar. And I, I think I kind of, he was like a, um, like a, a signpost to other other guitar players before him. Like, um, I realise now how much of Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and Paul Kossoff is in Ace's playing. Yeah, right. Um, I played that in Paul Kossoff album last, uh, on the weekend. I was home on Saturday night alone and, I, yeah, and I put that Paul Kossoff album on far oh out. My God. That was one of my lockdown records I played. And I listened to 145 records during lockdown. <laughs> um, I, kept a, I kept a list and, and Backstreet Caller was one of them. And I, I it, yeah, it inspired me. It inspired me in a lot of ways and that was um, – Without sounding too uh, self-aggrandizing and self-promoting, I it inspired me to do the soundtracks um, record. Well, record that I did last year, just purely instrumental and just pure indulgence, like no filter and no editing. Oh, holy Look at cow! That. It's a ripping. It's a ripping album too, Ash. Well, thanks, buddy. Well, um, that Backstreet Caller was one of the reasons, not reasons, but it was like a reminder to me that. It is okay to have an eight-minute guitar solo on an album. Oh yeah, for sure. People you know, dig it. I think the world. I think the world needs more guitar solos on albums. Like my theory, it's not really my theory alone, but in the seventies, no one had distractions. Their attentions, maybe people's attention span was bigger. You could sit in a field all day, dehydrated, getting sunburnt, and listen to Thorpe and the Aztecs play for you know an hour and a half. Oh yeah. And <laughs> it's it's almost like the iPod generation. It, it, has it spawned a shorter attention span? I don't know. Maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. Oh, look, we all love the we all love the pop songs, and but the, when the solos happen, that's when people go, you know, lose their stuff. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. the uh, yeah, that gets the juices flying. Yeah. Oh, so more of it, I think. Oh, good. That's good. Good to hear, man. There's a couple of songs on the new Even record that don't have any guitar solos, but I'll. It's never too late to chuck one on. <laughs> Rock. Let's go, Ash. Give us your best, oh. mate. What do you going to play for us? Um, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was going to do a slow, oh god, I was going to do a song uh, from the Free Kicks album by Even. Yeah. A song that um, we recorded. I don't think I've told anyone this, but we recorded the drums for this song in, in um, a friend's kitchen. Um, and the song's called Donna Maria's Farm and we, we recorded it in, at a home studio in Preston and the, the guitar was all down the front room but the, the drums were set up in the kitchen and Matt used mallets on this track and if you hear this song listen out for the drums they, they, they're like legit <laughs> kitchen drums actually played in the cool. kitchen I'll play it um, again yeah it's called Donna Maria's Farm I'll, I'll, I'll play it and see how, how if I can get through it because I haven't played it for a while How's that balance? Is that okay between guitar and yeah, vocal? Yeah, super. Yeah, really good. All right, let me see if I can get through this. <laughs> Beyond the trucks that roll 
Whistle out or I would, mate. Well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, mate. Awesome, Fantastic mate. stuff. Oh, awesome. So, the, Ash, I just wanted Ash, to touch on. If we um, can um, take your. I just wanted to touch. Sorry, Ash. I just. Bergie's going to come back on in two seconds. Um, Ash, I just wanted to touch on the Evans' latest offering album, um, Down the Shops. Just tell us a little bit about that one. I, I love the album cover, mate. It brings back so many memories. Um, Isn't that awesome. That's another an match. Absolute ripper. Tell us a little bit about that album and um, some of the tracks that, you know, were the influence from some of those. Well, this this um, this album was Wally's brainchild. We um, we got together about three years ago, I think, and Walt said, um, do you guys mind if I put all the covers together and put them out on Cheer Squad? And I said, that's fine. Um, 
I would have had trouble remembering how to play a lot of them because sometimes when you there you go. <laughs> when you learn a cover and record it, sometimes for me it's like it you used up all that space in your internal hard drive, then you sort of forget the song. Um, so the covers date, date back to about 1995, I think, or 96. Um, the Blondie cover we did at the ESPY. Um, we recorded that live at the ESPY, and the Sex Pistols cover was live at Cherry Bar. The, a lot of the other songs were done for tribute albums like Who Do Gurus, Sunny Boys, and Stems, you know, like bands that we kind of grew up, grew up with. And, and when you're invited to be on a tribute album, it's very flattering. And, and I, I don't sort of have the tendency to try and re reinvent the wheel. I like to pay homage homage to the um, the original version. I know it's a little bit. Some people might think it's a bit of a futile exercise, but I I um I like to sort of honour the original and and get as close as we can to paying tribute to the original recording. Um, yeah, it never occurred to me over the, over that period of time from '96 to 2019 to have all the songs in one place but it's actually it's actually a really good idea now because they've got their own home and um there's some really nice things on there things that i'd forgotten that we'd done you know yeah love it love it ash uh, just just while you're touching on on that ash um and paying homage to the original and stuff like that just tell us a little bit about the uh the midnight oil tribute you did with the anniversary of the species of Ceces album oh awesome. okay that yeah, that, that was another little odd thing. Uh, I'm going to sound like a dirty name dropper now. Have I got permission to name drop? Absolutely, mate. By all means, mate. This is my, my disclaimer to people out there. I'm going to mention a few heavyweight, a few heavy hitters in the Australian uh, rock fraternity now. Um, it's a strange chain of events that led to me doing this uh, Hercules cover. Um Okay, so name drop number one. I was doing this soundtrack with Daniel Johns from Silverchair. Uh, myself and some okay, friends from Sydney. Yeah, name, name drop number one. We were doing this um, soundtrack to a, um, a Beatle, an animated Beatles cartoon called Beat Bugs. Um, we were doing Beatles covers and guests, people were doing the, the lead vocals. So we are recording at Jim Magini's studio, name drop number two. Okay, so... Nice work. I'm in this fertile um, kind of oils fanboy moment right now. I'm in Jim Magini's studio with Daniel Johns and we're, we're playing Beatles songs and we're just guitaring out and geeking out on all, all this kind of guitar stuff. And, and Brett, the engineer, was just pulling these amazing sounds. Um, and then while I was up there, my brother said, oh, you, you realise it's the 30th anniversary of species to species and i thought wow um so unbeknownst to my brother i i recorded a version of hercules as a um as a little sort of birthday present to him so it was unreleased for five years so it was a, like a, pre a present to him um jim came to visit one at the end of one of these sessions and he got wind of the fact that i was doing a version of hercules and um Next thing you know, Jim's playing guitar on the end of it with me, and it was just like, yeah, it was very surreal, you know. Because let me let me be perfectly frank, Jim, Jim Magini and Martin Rotzi are two alchemists in my mind. They're like their, their guitar work in the eighties was like a religion to me, as it was Peter and Marty in the church. 
you know, and Johnny Marr, the, these kind of people were like, in the absence of religion, they were like gods to me, you know what I mean? No. Um, Absolutely. So to, to, to be playing in Jim's studio and have him play with me on on something that I'd done, um, it was mind-blowing. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things. That, that, there was no ulterior motive that, that wasn't recorded for any commercial um, gain or any, any commercial kind of motives. So that's why it stayed in the can for five years. But when the 35th anniversary of Species came up, I asked Jim if um, he'd be happy if I released the digital single and and the funds go to Support Act. And he was happy with that, so we did that, yeah. Good man. Good Good man. man. Such a great, worthy cause. Well, you've just got to do what you can because... um, as you, as you all well know, in, in, in the, the industry itself, the, so many people were just completely decimated last year with regards to their work life, completely um, blown out of the water. Um, a lot of people that I know and work with were just overnight, that's it. Yep. No, no, no work, nothing, you know. Um, yeah. And the support so, mechanism wasn't there, was it, straight away? It's not not, not, not straight away. Thankfully, the JobKeeper thing kicked in, but some people weren't eligible for that, and yeah. um, it, it was just um, it was really hard for so many people. We, you know, um, yeah, I, I, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of you can't really overstate it. You know how how what, what the impact was on the industry, the people who make shows happen. You know, and it's it's. We're the, we're the lucky ones who get to trot out on stage and, 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 and do that stuff, but there's so much infrastructure in, in, involved in getting a, a tour or a show up on up and running, mm. and a lot of these people will just, that's it. it there's nothing else. We, we get to play online, and, and we got to do occasional gigs that were paid gigs online as well, you know, like um, Delivered Live and, um, you know, some subscription kind of shows, but... Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm waffling now, but, um, yeah. The, it's the a, it's a fair point work. you make, though. Ash, sorry, Kaz, I know you got a question, but it's a fair point you make. I mean, we're, we're looking for gigs all the time, and until such time, I reckon certainly our state government down here has a bit of courage and, and just starts opening up pubs and clubs far more than what they currently are. Get rid of all the restrictions. Um, hopefully there's a lot more gardens that we see all of a sudden pop up or, you know, someone's farm or whatever the case may be because... We're just not seeing guys the talent with the talents that you've got. Um, you know, so many other guys that we know, they're just not out there often enough at the moment. It's just, it's just really frustrating. It's just shit. If I put it, put it bluntly, it's just, um, it's really frustrating to have to try and search for gigs. And without a guy like Aaron and Berkey and a bit of a network, you'd have, you'd almost have no idea what's going on. And that, and that goes back to you guys. I mean, you guys have to try and market and advertise yourselves as best you can outside of that and it's just you know it's probably going to take another 12 months to get that back up and running properly but like i said hopefully there's a bit of courage from the government very very soon to say well pubs and clubs you can get back to packed houses yeah look it's it's going to be a slow process for for every industry and ours is no exception um i I will say this though i'm trying to adopt the half the half uh full mentality with regards to uh, returning to live music because um, for me I was fortunate enough to start back up again in November last year so um, it's kind of a house of matchsticks you know we 
we'll do a lot of little gigs and, and just keep keep our hand in that way, you know, just keep um, keep our expectations kind of um, realistic and um, like I'm one of the lucky I'm one of the lucky participants, so I can only speak from my perspective. And I know a lot of people who are only in say only play with one artist, for example, and that artist might be based interstate or internationally, and therefore they don't have a gig. So um, I feel like I'm very fortunate, and I'm and I'm uh, you know I'm lucky that I'm in a few situations that enables me to go out and play music and and uh, continue to do what I did before. 2020 so yeah look I mean hopefully that everyone sort of gets back into it as the venues start opening up a bit more and just on that Ash um, how good was it to finally get your chance to grace that stage um, with the church mate and obviously uh, integral part of the band now mate I can't wait to see you at your next gig obviously April Sun was one that kicked it off um, not long ago so you finally got to do it mate yeah it was um one of the greatest nights I can recall. I won't lie to you; it was just magical. Um, this coming week, I've been in the band for two years. It's crazy, eh? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives some kind of some kind of uh, perspective on um, you know how how things panned out for a lot of artists. You know, we started an album in twenty nineteen which we're trying to finish off. Um, yeah, look, it, it was just one of those things that came up through serendipity, really. Um, and, you know, I I know a lot of uh, people kind of make comments about how many bands I'm in, but the thing is my mum taught me to work hard, you know, and I'm going to honour her, honour her legacy. <laughs> and when you get a Definitely chance to that. when you get a chance to work with people you love and music you love, You'd be mad not to do it, you know. But that I've got to say that was one of the that was a beautiful night, and um, playing that music was just, you know, obviously it was there was an element of anxiety involved because I wanted to get it right, and I, I clunked a few transitions between bits and pieces. But the overall feeling was just a very positive one, and um, that music is just is it's just on another level, like the church music is, is something else you know like as, as you all know like it, it's got its own it occupies its own space in the in the pantheon of, of, of rock and roll like you know I, you know I'm, I'm lucky I get to play with with some, some great artists and I've learned a lot you know like playing with Paul and Steve and these pe kind of people and Vicar and Lindy you, you learn so much and the Pete Luscombs of the world you know people you learn from as you as you're going and you know um yeah, all right, so I'm wafting again. That was a great night. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. Well, I want to I want to just quickly touch on a couple of couple of great nights, and and I put this one down as uh, was gig of the year for me, and it was about the only marshmallow overcoat gig that Berkey missed, and I've passionately let him know every time, and there is another one coming up at this same venue, but oh, this really? one was was the epic one hour. Oh, on um, I, I did want to ask a song. Marshmallow overcoat. Uh, I did. This was this was. Uh, Massenham Railway. That that was also one of my favourite gigs. Um, that was just epic. Sure was, absolutely like, was. Um, yeah, that, that, that was amazing. Had James Fleming on piano that night, and um, yeah, it was just a. It's a great venue too. Like um, 
Lorena at the venue really looked after us and it's um, one of those bands where you just, it's just a joy because um, you don't have to carry the weight of the songs because the songs have already been written and <laughs> there's no sort of, there's no hang up about, oh, is this a shit song or is this a great song? Like, you just play great songs with great people with your mates and um, so that, that element's taken out. That sort of anxiety of being in a band is kind of eradicated because you're just playing songs you love from the 60s and um, all of us in that band are real 60s nuts. You know, we're just obsessive 60s music lovers. So um, thank you for remembering that show. It was, it was quite it was quite something else, that gig at Macedon. Mm. Sure was. Look forward to doing yeah, it again. Thanks Thanks for reminding me. It's the only... <laughs> the only marshmallow over coach show I haven't been to, Ash. Well, I'll tell you what, Berkey. Um, you can be my guest at the next one at the, at the Macedon show, mate. Next Macedon one, and we'll 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 try and um, reheat the souffle, okay. as we say. <laughs> <laughs> Is there punch on Ash of who gets the lead in favourite songs with the overcoat with you and Davey? And nah, it's it's, it's like a it's like a. Um, are we allowed to say the term gentleman's agreement? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. Are we allowed yeah, to still say that? that? Oh, no, well, no, but, you know, we'll edit that out. We'll bring it back. All right. I'll no. rephrase it. It's, it's, it's an unwritten agreement. Great. Amongst, amongst the members that if we have a little um, message to each other, we say, oh, I wouldn't mind having a crack at, um, you know, For Your Love or your, oh, I wouldn't mind having a go at this and that. And then I think it's just a case of whoever's sort of got a bit of a handle on it. Um, you know, we don't really draw straws about um, who plays bass or guitar because we secretly Davey and I both love playing bass and love playing you can guitar. Tell. <laughs> you can tell, yeah, you, know, you get on there and you, yeah. yeah, you really kill it. It's Sometimes, great. Yeah. Sometimes I don't <laughs> want to give the bass back. <laughs> uh, now, I do actually I want to ask one more too, if I could. Sorry, guys, uh, I'm not hogging, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in my element here. Um, <laughs> Playing with um, Dom, you know, seeing you up on stage with the, I've seen the Stems many, many times. Every time they come over from WA, playing with Dom Mariani, I'm looking up there and there's you and Davey playing with Dom Mariani. Going, wow, how good is it? You know. Oh, well, speaking of speaking of um, amazing artists, you learn from Dom Mariani. Man, he is an absolute star. Like. Absolute star, like his guitar playing is just. I think it's in its own league, you know, with regards yeah. to Australian rock and roll front people. Yep. I, I get to stand next to the guy and hear him blasting his Marshall. You know, yeah. the EPA should, the EPA should put out a warning. You know, it's it's pretty loud. <laughs> um, he's you can just see looking out. over sometimes. You can see when you when you're playing, you see looking over and you're just sitting there going, "Ah, oh, far out. This is yeah, this yeah. is it. It's great because." Dom's just a pure, is a pure musician. He's a music lover, and mm. and just a brilliant songwriter and a brilliant guy. Like, um, again, another surreal, uh, another surreal chain of events that led to me playing with the Stems, and then Davey coming in as well. It was just, it was just um, beautiful. Like, yeah, look, I. I I'd be happy to. I'm happy to be the Malcolm to his Angus, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then you you ran out of songs at the end of the encore. You did about four songs of the encore. It was one of the um, uh, Northcote Social Club shows, and you did a bad thing. You rocked out no matter what or something. Was that? Was no that? Matter what? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Damn. 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 That was great. 
How long have we got? We're going on a bad trip. Keep rolling, mate. <laughs> we could go forever. One one thing I wanted no, to touch on, Ash. Uh, one thing still, I want to touch on. If I'm still on, I'm going to ask my last. Right, um, sorry, Berkey can't. Who's left on the hit list for you to play with? Uh, As in, who'd you get? Who would you want if there's anyone left? Oh man, it's it's such a crazy hypothetical. Um, oh man, can I get back to you at we'll on that? We'll discuss it another time. We'll discuss it another time. I'll let the boys take over. The, the thing is, a lot of the people you want to play with are already doing what you do. So it's kind of like you make yourself obsolete. Like yeah. I'd love to play with I'd love to play with Jimi Hendrix, but what would I play with Jimi Hendrix? It's like it's like you, you, it's you, like it's like, ripping, footy. it's like a kick in the footy with an AFL footballer. Like, <laughs> you know, you you realise. Oh, anyway, um, yeah. Look, it's, geez, you know, a lot well, of I'll give you some time that, to think about it. We'll chat about it another time. Yeah. I'll let the guys take over. Mate. You've stumped me. You've stumped me officially. <laughs> Great. Well, hey, we'll see you Sunday though. All right, mate. If Berkey's done with that, Ash. Sorry, mate. Next one, then, every guest we have on, I like to ask them, you're having a dinner party? Yeah. And you can invite five people. Now, they can be living or dead. Who are the five oh, people oh. to invite? Who will I invite? <laughs> yeah. Another hard yeah. question. <laughs> All right. Uh, who would I invite? Okay. Noam Chomsky. Oh. Peter McKenna. Peter McKenna. <laughs> Helen Reddy. Roberta Flack, wow. and Tommy Hafey. T-shirt, Tom. T-shirt. Now, a bit of a footy theme in there, mate. Is that a fair call? You obviously, love your footy. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, I do. I, I do. You know it. And a it, bit of a Collingwood flavour in there as well, too. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that can't sing in those five, Tommy Hafey. <laughs> we don't know. Tommy might be up top, might have been able to sing back in the day, you know. Oh, he could yell. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. I think that'd be a good blend of genders and um, backgrounds there. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good. Um, we always throw a few questions up, up Ash, that uh, aren't scripted or, or whatever. So we really appreciate your your fire answer of not thinking about it or preparing for it and, and just rolling with that, especially that dinner question. It's a, it's a great one. So Cuz uh, rolls that one out religiously and we love it. So it really gets a good uh, good reaction. And it's always always a different mix for sure. But one thing I wanted to touch on was um, I put on the Even uh, Appreciation Society Facebook page, just a your favourite pick of Ash, and I and I posted a, a comment to a few people, and <laughs> this would be interesting, Ash. But uh, to be fair, it's uh, they're all they're all really good ones. So I'd like to just bring up a couple here. Um, Joanne Gill, right. one. This one was Whoa. a ripper. That's Look at that big hair. Wow, serious. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, I think it's like if Kim Salmon and Robert Smith had a baby. <laughs> well, that one that one was from Joanne Gibbon. Another Sorry. one uh from Kevin Kevin Lynch. I'll just bring this one up. Favourite one of Ash. It's an oh, absolute wow. ripper. That was when I so got my arm. Um, that's when I got my arm extension operation. 
it's quite <laughs> a good one. Um, one other one from John Baxter. This is a ripper. Oh, Johnny. One thing <laughs> um, Ash is definitely known for is colourful and bright and eclectic shirts. And a bit like Berkey, to be honest. Um, and I've, anyone that doesn't follow Ash on Instagram, look him up and find him. And some great little collections, details of, uh, of some of the shirts you've been wearing over the years, Ash, recently. Yeah, I, um, I love it. Well, you know, it's a bit of a sideline to what you do in, in this caper. You, um, I, I, I sort of think of it like being in a band is like fancy dress every day of your life. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when, at school, if you had uniform, if you had a, I went to both schools, I went to had uniforms, and when you, whenever it was free dress, you, you just thought, well, what am I going to wear? You know, every day as a muso is 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 a, is a beautiful thrilling treat of what am I going to wear today? And um, I, I try and take that to the, to, to the, to whatever level I can, you know, sometimes I like a black t-shirt. Sometimes I like a, a Berkey kind of floral number. <laughs> Here we go. And I'm sure uh, Berkey's going to wheel out right. another one on oh, this, on, this Sunday. And just a last, <laughs> a last pick from Justin. Hey, Justin Hero. Um, Ashes, we've um, used that. Oh, that's a nice one. That is a nice well, one. The one pick I've seen with Ash without a guitar. Oh, okay. And she looks like you're spraying light out of the top of your head. Well, I can't see. I can see my fat head reflecting back at me. So. <laughs> That's a charming head as well. Hey, um, Ash, we've, we've run up to an hour. We're only supposed to be going for 45 minutes. We don't take up too much, too much of your time. Um, I'd love to stay and chat and chat for hours. And it's happened before. <laughs> uh, I'm at your, your disposal. Uh, have we got a, have we got time for another track? Do you, have you got another track in you? Would you think, Ash, to finish Ab off? Absolutely. absolutely. Sorry, I'm just going to have a little hydration. Yeah, you go. Moment. You go. Just before you do, well, we've play got next um, one, Ash. we've got a bit of a special occasion on Sunday too. It's it's actually one of Aaron's decent birthdays, so um, oh. he's going to be celebrating. He's so it's going to be a wild old time in Brunswick. Oh, beautiful! That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It should be fun. You get to have none. Well. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, so there's time for one more song. Yeah, Absolutely. hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I might. Um, I might indulge in a cover if that's okay. Absolutely. You go right ahead. Um, all right. Okay. Um, You're indulging us, mate. Believe me. <laughs> this is um. A, a, a wonderful song by Chris Bailey when he was um, in the Saints. I guess he's still in the Saints. Um, and before I before I play this song, I want to share a nice anecdote with yous. <laughs> with yous, um, Davy Lane, my brother in rock, my beautiful compadre. He um, he did a, a gig um, with Chris and Pat Burke a few years ago as the Saints at at the Gasso. And um, I don't know how it transpired, but they needed to borrow. Chris needed to borrow an amp off me, so I lent him my Marshall head and box. And um, and obviously, I'm not going to charge Chris Bailey to use my amp. I'm just going to lend it unconditionally. And I said, I said to um, I said to Shan, who ran the pub, or Davey, I oh, just get Chris to sign my Marshall head for me. So um, he do the little Saints Saint stick figure with. C C B on it. It was it's awesome. It's there for eternity now. So I'm gonna sing a saint song for you. Ripper. Okay. 
those ships are sailing on empty seas. The light that was in the darkness, it doesn't shine on me like an old island. To find the shore and the light that was in our eyes doesn't shine there anymore. So wait until tomorrow, and darling, they will see. I don't know about tomorrow. Sam, we're wrapped to have you, mate. As I say, we could talk to you for hours, mate, and, and we'd love to, but um, time is oppressive and we could let you back to your family and back to your real life. Uh, absolute, as as normal, absolute joy to chat to you, mate. Um, love you, love you, love you and your brother and your family, and um, we'll, hopefully we'll catch up soon and um, we'll have a couple of ales. Yep. Back, back, Ladies back and gentlemen, you, 
Ashley and Isla. Mwah. See you, mate. See you, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks mate. Coach. Thanks, love you. Thanks, Aaron. See you on Sunday. Thanks, Ash. Bye, mate. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ashley Naylor. How good. Get out on Sunday and see him. Make sure you catch him with his other mates in the even on Australia Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. That's going to be an absolute ripper. How many of those are we going to, lads? Make sure we get to a few at least. Uh, I just want to say again, thanks for giving us the platform, guys, to um, to show off and showcase these wonderful artists and these wonderful people you keep on getting on. And as great job, mate. Uh, can't wait to celebrate with you on Sunday. But um, as I alluded to at the start of the show, lots of love to the family, uh, the close family, and 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 little Jordan. We are we're thinking of you, and um, we're, you're going to be sadly missed. And uh, there she is. <laughs> All the best, folks. Lots of love, and I'm out. Cheers. Well done, Berkey. On your Berkey, your star, mate. See you, legend. How good was it to have Berkey? Just little, little disappointing that we, uh, we, you know, it was a bit choppy, and Berkey couldn't really hear that when we were on and things like that. So anyway, that's how we roll on this show, mate. We make it up as we go. Um, it's all for a bit of fun. Uh, it was so awesome to have Ash on, and we look forward to having him on again. Maybe next time we might try and get uh, either Marshmallow Overcoat together, the three guys, or maybe even the three guys together as even. Um, will be fantastic to see. So, boys, I know it was a choppy one, uh, but we got through it. Um, and look, I really want to just re emphasize again um, where. Obviously honouring uh, the life of Jordan, who, who was a friend of Berkey's, just a young girl that loved music. And that's that's what we are, mate, young guys that love music. So thank God we get out there to enjoy it. And genuinely, uh, we could tell from Ash that he, he really loved being with us on the show, mate. And that's what this was about, being able to have a chat and jump on and... Uh, and share, share, share what's going on in your lives, really. Um, Cuz, I know you've uh, you've had your challenges recently with a uh, loss of a job, mate. And luckily, you know, for, for one person's loss is another one's gain, mate. It's really good to uh, been working with you for the last few weeks. Oh, mate, look, I'm very lucky to have you two both. Look, I work, I work with you Monday to Friday, and I work with the wise man in the top corner on a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday now. He stepped up and taken over the main role at Lillydale. Unfortunately, our coach had to step down for personal reasons. And, mate, I'm blessed. I've got you two of my best mates. And you do the support and friendship you've given me, the both of you, it's very much appreciated for me and also for my family as well. No worries well, at all, mate. All, all good and fun and war, mate. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Aaron. Are you how, how, how do you how do you monitor the, the young fella in the in the top right corner there? What's the, what's the what's the criteria to make sure he's actually doing a good job or not? Is it not picking his ears or is it no? Uh, does he wash his hands before he touches merchandise and stuff? What, what's the go there? Uh, I think uh, turn a blind eye or get out of the way has <laughs> been my model. Um, but to be honest. Uh, Cuz is a quick learner, mate. That's one thing I said when I was a reference to him uh, on a couple of jobs is he's not afraid to have a shot, but to be honest, it's all in the training. So Cuz yeah. is always a work in progress, no doubt. Uh, he's a work in progress as an assistant coach. Um, he, to be honest, 
Lovey, uh, if you're stepping into a role mid mid season now as a head coach, um, as we know, mate, you can't have a better uh, loyal assistant that'll stand next to you. So I know we're no, pumping each other's tires a little bit here, mate, but it's it's great, and I really look forward to coming out and hearing uh, hearing some quarter time speeches and three quarter time speeches from you boys in the next few now, weeks. Now I've I've heard from a uh, a little mouse that lives in Montmorency next to you, Aaron. <laughs> That you might be out there on Saturday afternoon. Is that is that is that is that confirmed or deny? Uh, it's a possibility at this stage. Got a few things on. Nice. I know I've got to get back for something that's come up um, in the last twenty four hours. So it might have to rest a week. I might give you a week to, or at least a week, for you guys to uh, ease into the role, together. ease yeah. into the role, and and do a do a demo, so to speak, um, and then yep. you'll be ready to uh, unleash. A good quarter time or three quarter time speech, I'm sure. Oh, he's got I'll give you, I can give you Ronald yeah. Dale, I can give you Paul Ruse, I can give you whatever you want. You know, oh, I look forward to it. You're just not seeing the Essendon 34 stuff we're probably doing before the game. That's all. <laughs> yeah, just on that, we we normally use that as part of uh, of our show, and obviously it was very choppy this at the start of this show. It's fair to say. So, our famous number 34 for you boys. Have you got one? Oh, um, Michael Thompson. There you go. Who's Didn't that? have to think about that one. HSM Michael, Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Merv, Merv Nagel. Righto. Uh, he, yeah, he, he had the 34 before Michael Thompson. Yeah. I'll go and with the 34 from Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Stephen oh, Newport. Stephen Newport. Nah. I reckon he was 14. Did you have 34? When he's 14, Newport. Uh, 34, Stephen yeah. Newport. Um, very good hair. What a hair. Absolutely. He was a very sharp-looking guy, yeah. that's for sure. And another famous 34, Shaq. I've got Charles Barkley. Am I mistaken? Shaquille. Who? Did Shaq wear 34 or 32? Yes. Shaq at the Lakers wore 34. Pretty sure he wore 34. He no. wasn't good enough no. to take Magic's number, that's for sure. They retired oh, that. That was already in the rafters before he even got there, I think. <laughs> Sure was. I'd love to see him drag him down, to be honest. Drag him down from the rafters and give someone else a challenge to uh, to Reset wear him these days. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, good mate of mine, fellow demon, he's obviously backed me with Stephen Newport there. So, um, guys, I want to have a, I want to have another show. Um, I know we've had a few weeks between shows as as life kind of gets busy again, and it was great that Ash uh, popped up and uh, was able to jump on. So, we're going to do another show and we're going to catch up with. Uh, one of our first guests, actually, uh, Ryan Sterling. We're going to catch you up with him what? in the next few weeks. Um, he's trying to work on a Wednesday or a Sunday, but may have to be a special Thursday night. So I'm not sure if you boys are going to be able to make that with footy commitments, obviously. Um, and then we might uh, we might plan another Sunday kind of wrap. I know we're going to start talking mental health and stuff soon. So really yep. look forward to being able to do that in the next couple of weeks. But for now, I look forward to dinner and then I look forward to a little nap and then I'll be back at it at work bright and early tomorrow. So, Cuz, look forward to seeing you. Love you. Have a good rest there. of the week. Seven o'clock. Time to get Alan. Cuz in there. Seven o'clock, man. Yeah. <laughs> you still be a week in bed, wouldn't you? I don't get up before eight o'clock, mate. <laughs> That's so true, too. So yeah. true. On that good note. To hear. All right, boys. Bye. We'll wrap this up. Let's catch Bye. up soon. That was episode 34 of So What's Been Happening.